Everybody, thanks for coming along on another Northwoods Ramble. I'm Celie Dave, your Hyperborn reporter, coming to you once again from my little log cabin office at the base of the Hollywood Hills, just outside bustling downtown Sealy, Wisconsin. Sealy is the final resting place of Sigurd Olson, famed conservationist and author, and his relatives, the Earnholtz, also famous uh, first uh, conservationist in the replanting of forests that were cut down by the, the lumber jacks um, back when uh, this was all just cut over land and they started replanting. As I mentioned in a previous show, those guys are uh, all their resting place in the Riverside Cemetery along the Namakagan River, right at the intersection of Highway 63 and Double O. Sealy is also home, of course, to the Sawmill Saloon, where you can get absolutely delicious old fashions. The bartenders there will be happy to mix them any way you like, whiskey, brandy, sweet, sour, press, but they're all finished with just a few dashes of regret. And you can get a latte. It will be served in a cold 12-ounce can. So uh, I'm happy that you're back along with me on another Northwoods Ramble. I'm also happy to report that I'm not alone this ramble. Um, my co-conspirator TJ is back. He's filmed in a separate segment. As I mentioned in a previous show, we are, are recording these introductions now. I'm recording these introductions after I do the interviews segments and uh, the stuff with TJ. I've also got Ben Welnick, a good friend of mine up here. Um, ben is, uh, he's in another segment um, that will immediately follow this introduction. And then TJ's segment uh, with the update on the telemark trails and all the stuff TJ's into uh, will follow that. So I hope you stick along for this entire Northwoods Ramble. Uh, so Ben, uh, Ben will be next. And Ben, as I, he said, I, I think I said, I don't remember. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. He, uh, started mountain bike radio, uh, podcast. Uh, that was one of the very first mountain bike podcasts, I believe. And uh, I think he said he started it back in like, uh, 2009 or something like that. So he was an early podcast adapter, uh, adopter, sorry. Um, and, uh, and we get into that, but we also get into a lot of other stuff about how he landed in Hayward. He is originally from, uh, South, South, uh, Southern Wisconsin, South, I think South Central kind of Wisconsin, but he's, was in Colorado and he um, ended up moving back here, um, landed in Hayward where uh, he's got a family and uh, he now runs some Airbnbs. He's got some pretty cool places, a yurt, a really cool A-frame here in Sealy. The yurt's on a lake, on Perry Lake up by Cable. And he's got a real nice house in Hayward that fits a lot more people. So uh, he his website is uh, northwoodstays.com. You can find those also on Airbnb, of course. And then he also, uh, this is kind of cool, he rents saunas, portable saunas, and we've had them here at our place. Uh, our renters at our Airbnb have, have uh, we don't have a sauna ourselves, so, and 
I'm, I'm not going to build one. I've got enough structures here in my compound. So uh, anybody that wants a sauna, it's it's really easy for us to have Ben uh, roll up and and they're you know they're actually kind of nice in the uh, this time of the year as well. We're in the dog days of summer here, but it is down in the 50s and sometimes we just went into the lower 40s um, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. So so having a sauna available is is pretty fun. Um, but uh, and I think is. Uh, Northwoodstays.com, and um, I don't remember the, the sauna website uh, in the introduction here, but um, we mentioned it in, in his segment, so stick around for that. And then TJ, uh, of course, we've, we uh, go ride some, a new green up trail, the, the new sort of switchbacky trail that Rock Solid has built that will lead up to the top of Telmark Mountain and uh, connect to the gravity downhill runs that they're already starting to build. So that green trail is is complete, I believe. It, it might need a little bit more uh, uh, touch-up, final touch-up, but we wrote it and... Um, and uh, we shot some video so you get to ride along with us. And TJ is talking about that project and update on the um, Trek Trails powered by One Track Mind at Telemark Village. Um, TJ also just recently rode in uh, outside of Minneapolis and uh, uh, he gives an update on those trails. And this is kind of the most exciting thing for me, other than, of course, the trails are great. I, that, I guess that's probably most exciting. But it, I, it was, the funnest thing for me is is this new Enduro, Enduro series that TJ has an idea for. So he wants to create maybe a virtual series um, to start and then um, maybe go to a real series. Uh, but uh, that would touch on all the great downhill runs at the different trailheads along Lake Superior. So uh, I think there's eight of them that stretch from like Marquette, Copper Harbor, Copper Peak, um, Duluth, uh, all the way up to Pincushion and um, and include Ashwa Bay and, uh, you know, Lutzen and stuff like that. So, um, so TJ is going to talk about that idea. Um, and I'm not a big downhill or guy like that is like TJ is. So, so that's, he's going to talk about that. But the, the one thing that I really love about it, so I, I helped him out by just dropping the trail, all the trailheads in on, on ride with GPS. So we, we have a visual for us to, to look at while we're talking about his, his series idea. And, um, I just called it superior for lack of, I made this without TJ around. So, uh, for lack of better, anything else, I call it, I think the uh, superior shore, MTB series or something like that. Anyway, TJ's like, no, I want to, I want to call it the Sylvania Enduro something or other. So, um, which I was like, oh, that's an awesome idea. So for those of you who don't know, um, one of our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson had this very different idea for how the States were going to be laid out in our Midwest area where we are now. And, um, I, I of course, uh, great on on everything our founding fathers did to create this amazing country that we live in but this is one uh idea that i'm kind of glad didn't happen i'll show you i'm going to pull up a visual here and hang on just a second sorry zoom in and switch to camera two i'll put myself in the in the upper corner again so these are the states this is how thomas jefferson envisioned um our Midwest area here. So if, if you, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Spotify, you can see the, the state names <laughs> don't exactly roll off the tip of your tongue. Polypotamia, 
Pellissippia, um, Metropotamia, Illinoisia, Saratoga, Asenisipia, Michigania, Chironesis, and Sylvania. Oh, and Washington is in there too. But um, and but so the section um, that where we are now, the northern northern Wisconsin, the UP, and most of the Arrowhead region, and dipping in a little bit further, would all be one one state called Sylvania. And uh, I do love that idea. That's the rest of this stuff can go, but um, <laughs> maybe Michigan, all of it could go. It, we could just keep the UP and the Arrowhead region all be part of the same state of Sylvania. I'd be happy to live it, be a, a, a proud son of the state of Sylvania if we if we got to have the UP and the Arrowhead region as part of as part of our state. That you know some of the all of the best of the Northwoods would then be one state, which is a pretty cool idea. Actually, getting back to uh, getting back to that whole uh, UP thing with. Uh, the Toledo Compromise, if not for that, right, the UP would be part of Wisconsin, as really it should be. It's connected to us. It's not even connected to Michigan. So anyway, I just thought that was a great name for TJ but uh, to come up with for his series. But we want he wants to get feedback on, on what the best lines are and stuff like that. So anytime, we'll talk about that in his segment, but anytime that... Um, that you want to give feedback, you can do that in the comment section below on YouTube uh, or on, on the Spotify platforms uh, or Apple podcasts. I think you can leave comments on those as well. But um, we have gotten some comments under the YouTube videos, but um, you can also email us and uh, you can email us a regular email. You can email me a voice memo that we could play. You could email me a little FaceTime video of yourself, a selfie video that you shoot. If you want to, uh, you can email me a chesty video of you ripping your uh, your local downhill trail. Um, and if they're short, we'll try to include them in, in the show. And But we want your feedback on this show and and we want you to be, feel like you're a part of it as well. So, so you can email us again at upnorthforgood at gmail.com. That's upnorthfor, F-O-R, good at gmail.com. So F-O-R, not the number four. And uh, that I'll get those emails and and I'll take any attachments and, and comments and we'll try to share them in the next shows. So um, I, uh, I'm just going to switch to my... All right, here, okay, and then, um, sorry, multitasking here. So uh, this this intro sec- segment is recorded after the other segments with Ben Wellneck and with TJ, and um, so it'll be intro, then intro with, then, then uh, interview with Ben, and then TJ's section uh, segment will be last. And so I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to get TJ doing as part of the interviews in the future as well and and give those updates, uh, his trail updates during the interview process um, during that one segment. But it just he's been traveling lately and it just didn't work out. So we've got three segments this time. I think it's just going to be two segments going forward. We'll see this. uh, Northwoods Ramble is a work in progress here. So um, but uh, I I do want to. let you know who's coming up on, on the show. So we've got a couple other uh, future guests that we know about already. I haven't recorded these yet, but they've agreed to be on. So one of them is Joe V's coming back, um, Joe Vada and he's coming back the end of July. And 
when Aaron Rodgers from Rock Solid is going to be in town, and I believe Tracy Paradise from One Track Mind, OTM, is going to be here as well. So TJ and I were chatting about trying to do uh, record that segment maybe out at the Telemark Trails with all those folks at once rather than here in, in the little log cabin studio that we won't all fit. <laughs> Um, but uh, that would be kind of fun to have those guys on the show. And it's uh, Aaron Rodgers from Rock Solid, not Aaron Rodgers, the football player, of course. And then um, I also uh, want to get Trudy on the show, Trudy from Tilly's Pies. Uh, Trudy is uh, ha- is worthy of uh, being a guest on the podcast all on her own. She was one of the very first female soigneurs in the Pro Peloton in Europe, um, I think it was her and two other people at the time were the only female soigneurs. She was part of the 7-Eleven team that, that went and raced in Europe, the first American team that, the year that we had 10 riders in the Tour de France. I think there are six this year. Um, fun, fun to watch tour this year. But um, So we'll have Trudy on the show, and uh, we may even record that see if we can do that up at Tilly's Pies, the amazing pie shop she runs in Cable right next to Rivers Eatery. Um, but another reason to have Trudy on is she's helping to organize the um, Skunk River Cycling Team Reunion here in Cable, which will happen, I think, the first weekend in, in August. So that Skunk River team, for those of you who aren't old enough to remember, was a, a 70s, early 80s era team that included uh, luminaries such as uh, Nelson Vales, Andy Hampstead, um, uh, Greg Demjin, um, gosh, I'm forgetting. There's so many great writers. Like, oh, Jeff Bradley, uh, and his sister, Jackie, Jeff was on the 7-Eleven team with Tom Schuler, and, uh, both Jeff and Tom have places up in, in cable. And, um, so anyway, we're going to get them on the show. And, uh, so yeah, so, uh, I think we'll have some good sh- rambles in the future. And, um, then I'd, I want to give a, just a couple more updates on things that have been going on around here. So we're in the kind of the dog days of summer. It's been pretty dry up here. We have had a little bit of rain, but we're still in a pretty significant drought. The upside of a drought, though, is the mosquitoes are way down. And so bugs are not bad right now. There are some flies and stuff, but um, depending on where you are, they're worse in some areas than others, the deer flies or black flies. But the bugs are, are, are pretty, pretty manageable right now. So that's great news. Um, the other updates from up here are um, the uh, Camba mountain bike uh, clinics, just finished up. The men's clinic just finished this last weekend. We had a couple of renters staying at our Airbnb who attended the clinic this time. They said it was absolutely awesome. And the women's clinic was held earlier and that was up by Ashwa Bay. This, the men's one was down here in, in Cable. And uh, so those sell out each year. So I, if you're interested in improving your skills, whether you're a beginner or an advanced rider, um, I, I'd encourage you to sign up for one of those clinics, um, but sign up early because they do sell out. And um, uh, we now have with the new trails that they're building, in addition to Cable Bike Park, to practice here. If you want to you know, get better at your, your jumping skills and, and things like that, um, we also have the new Evenflow, and they're building downhill trails as we speak. So next year, we'll have 
um, I believe another blue and a black gravity run to practice those skills and learn learn those skills. And one of the instructors, TJ said that they had this year, it was Casey Kruger, who lives up by Copper Harbor. And he's one, probably one of the best um, downhillers in the upper Midwest. He's, he's really talented and uh, rider. So, so whether you're a beginner or an, an advanced or intermediate rider that wants to hone your skills, I think Casey is, would be an ideal instructor to help you get better at that stuff. Um, yeah, that, that training is, uh, just happened. Those, those clinics happened. And now the um, Berkey Trail kids are going on. TJ manages that. That's teaching um, you know younger kids how to ride. And those are two days a week. And I don't remember how long they, they run. It, it runs about a month or something like that, um, two days a week. And TJ said he's got a couple of uh, little sisters, a 9 and 11-year-old, that are both really rippers now. They When they first started, they they really didn't know much about mountain biking. Now they're total rippers. Um, so uh, you've got those. And then the Cambot has got a, a youth program as well that I believe is running right now. You can find that on cambotrails.org. They have, a, I think, a summer adventure camp that um, they teach kids mountain biking skills at that. So so all these skill sets um, combined with NICA are really helping to um, improve rider skills. All these classes are really helping to improve rider skills in the area and and grow future riders, both whether whether you're, you just want your kids to, uh, to uh, learn a, a lifelong skill of mountain biking that they can enjoy and help them be outside more. Or if maybe we're going to identify the next great new talent, the next Sep Kuss, uh, maybe the next the next uh, pro Peloton guy in the, uh, or gal that we see racing the Tour de France will will come from come from uh, Cable Hayward area because of all the youth development programs that we've got. Right now, a bunch of those racers uh in the tour uh, like sep is, is from uh, danielson was from durango there's uh, i think another racer from the durango area as well um racing in the tour but uh durango has had a diva program for a long time that has really helped grow um, professional cyclists and identify talent and, and Ben Wellneck and I kind of get into the pluses and minuses of towns like Durango out in Colorado. And do we want, do we want Cable Hayward area to become the new Durango in some ways, in some ways I do it, it, when it comes to like identifying talent and, and people moving here for all the great outdoor recreation, uh, hunting, fishing, um, mountain biking, skiing that we have, but, uh, maybe we don't want, uh, all of our housing prices to, to go sky high, like they did in Durango. I, I love Durango. It's one of my favorite mountain towns. I've got a bunch of good friends there. There's a bunch of, um, Wisconsin people living in Durango and, uh, I think, oh yeah, yeah we get into a little Durango chat with TJ as well. Coincidentally, um, funny, but, uh, anyway, I, I think that's all I've got for my, uh, update on life above eight right now. And our introduction is about over. So I'm going to move us on to Ben Wallenek in the next segment of our Northwoods ramble and TJ will, close out the show with me. So I hope you stick around and uh, hang around for the rest of our Northwoods Ramble. Thanks for coming. All right. Okay. Hey, Ben, welcome to Northwoods Ramble. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. I was going to stop and uh, get a bag of sawdust as a gift, but I <laughs> ran out of time. Just because you have the the, the Sealy uh, oh, amateur logging The thing. recreational chainsawing yeah. club. Yes. So funny on that, um, I got an order of four of those from somebody in Iowa, and it turns out they're... <laughs> 
they're guys that come up for the Hungry Bear. Oh, okay. And but one of them is Jason McCartney, um, former CS. I think Jelly Belly, CSC, Radio Shack. Yeah, so he just comes up for two-time Olympian. Now he's got a tree service called Bikes and Trees down in Corville, Iowa. Okay. And those guys come up and do the Hungry Bear, I guess, and they wanted chainsaw shirts. So I asked them, hey, oh, and they're coming up to do the Wolf, that bikepacking race that Jeremy Kershaw, um, it's like a three-day. Yeah, it's he started two new bikepacking races. Okay. One's the Fox, which is... A two-day thing, I think, where there's 60-mile days and you camp okay. one night. And this one's a three-day okay. where there are 100-mile days and you camp two nights. Gotcha. And so those guys are coming up to do that race. I'm like, well, I've got this big red pine next to my house yeah. that I'd love yeah. to have you oh, take down. Do you got a tree server. I'm like, I'm trying to get an Olympian to take my, my tree down. Right. <laughs> which, which brings me back to kind of like where we live mm-hmm. here in Cable, Hayward, Sealy area, yeah. where... I know where two yellow jerseys are in garages from the Tour de France. And like, is, I, I'm like, if we could get Jason McCartney to move up here, we need more, <laughs> we need more. I, the oh, reason why I'm asking him, him yeah, 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 because okay. I can't get any of the Sawyers up here to take my right. tree down because they're all so busy. So I'm like, God, Jason, you should move up here. There's lots of work. Tom Schuler just bought a place up on Cable oh, Sunset okay. next to Jeff Bradley, both former 7-Eleven guys. And we got Tommy Matush, of course. Yeah. And then the Bowers over here, Olympic skiers. I'm like... So they live right over here? They're in Sealy, yeah, oh, up okay. off of Stark. Um, See, so Sealy's like, the hot spot. Well, That's cable, the center. Cable, Final. you know, but um, but could we be the new Durango? I mean... Oh, this is a whole other... <laughs> I was just having this discussion because it's like, what do you... Well, we have plenty of stuff to talk about, but... Before there's we go line. into that, let me but just there's a there's a line. Like, do you want to cross it or not? Right. And I that's get that. really hard because you you um you really love what you have. Right. And you want to see it thrive, but on the other but hand, I don't think the re- it's you could don't know. It, I what, guess the real estate could go crazy. I don't know. And I mean I you just don't know. That's I the love issue. Those mountain towns, those cool yeah. little mountain towns like Durango with but and in some ways in, in a number of ways, I think we're like, I almost had a job in Durango. I got mm-hmm. flown out there. I was going to be their first bicycle pedestrian and transit um, coordinator in oh, Durango. Really? Yeah. Okay. A friend of mine is the city administrator there. He, okay. he got his job on a vacation skiing out in Durango, stopped in and really, yeah, he worked for sewer pack, the Southeastern Wisconsin regional planning commission. Okay. He's a planner for them. Was on vacation in Durango, stopped in, said, hey, you guys don't happen to have any jobs. And they're like, actually, we do. (laughs) So I know a bunch of people from Wisconsin that live in Durango. Um, But, I mean, you look at um, when we lived out there, Breckenridge, for example. Is that where you lived? No, no, no. But just going out. So we lived in Denver, just outside, southwest of Denver. Um, But uh, you look at Breckenridge 15 years ago. I don't even know how many. Let's say 15 years ago. My experience was like 10 years ago. No. It was almost 15 years ago. Anyway, <laughs> but at that point it was busy and, you know, it was a tourist town, right. but like you could go in the summer and do stuff and like right. park a car and like go ride and all. Uh-huh. You go there now in the summer and the prices are just astronomical. There's people everywhere. Well, it's even when we, this was, it's a mess. 25 years ago when I was, you know, applying for that job there and Liz, 
Liz wouldn't have got a job as a teacher at their okay. school, most likely, yeah. right? Because it's... It's like 50 people. Right. There's not... So Liz would have had to left a good paying job, yeah, yeah, which no. is a pension, which is part of right, why right, we're right, here right, right now. Right. Um, and and I wouldn't have made much money. And the, we looked at real estate, even at the time, the tiniest house in Durango was $450,000 and it was 900 square feet, you yeah. know? And... And if we $285,000 got us like a bench cut into the side of, of a mountain with, <laughs> that you could put a trailer on, yeah. you know? Um, so, but people manage it because yeah. they love it. It's just, you don't know what that point is. Right. And, but, and that's what p- makes people nervous. I love We the could mo- all be very successful, right? right? But at the same time, like people and, don't know that and i love the mountains yeah. i i love the mountains yeah. oh we've had this discussion right several and times. i love the ocean i yeah. you know i've got a friend who lives in san diego got lucky lived there mm-hmm. moved there early yeah but he couldn't afford to buy in san diego he was in chula vista but now he couldn't afford to buy in chula vista no. and um but we so we have mountain bike trails right in our town that we can ride we have you know gravel road riding that we can do mm-hmm. we can we have world-class skiing that we can do here nordic skiing um and what we also we have a river that you can like the river runs through durango a lot of people go rafting and fly yeah. fishing on it we've got yep. that and you don't have to go you know three thousand feet up to find a lake Right. We've got lakes everywhere. Yep. So you can fish and you can hunt right, you know. Yes. And the thing that mountains have or mountains don't have is you think of it as awesome is because you go visit for, you know, in July. Yeah. And it's great. But you get to a certain elevation. You get down lower like Durango. It's, you know, it's yeah. fairly good weather. But you go right. up in the mountains and all of a sudden you're winter for eight months of the year. Well, well, wait a second. Remember our last, we were six months. I know, but my, <laughs> you get my point. Like there's yeah. right now you go up. Oh, right. It, and there's it, still some snow. Where they got 30, we got 10 yeah. feet of snow. They got 30 yeah. or 40 feet of so snow. So if you, you go up, you spend time right. at 9,000 feet. You know, there's people I know that live at 9,000 feet. It's like June, July, August. And all of a sudden, like beginning of September, it's like 30 degrees at night. Right. Drango is different. I know. Because Drango's at the bottom. So like actually. But I'm saying once you get up in the mountains, people always gravitate towards the higher elevations and they visit once or twice when it's nice and don't realize that. Right. Here, typically we have not that. Right. We don't have seven months of snow. Right. You know, so it's just. Is it cold and snowy? Yes, but then there's also a lot of activities that are close. Right, and the other thing you're not thing driving that, through traffic for right. an hour to get to. You yeah. know, like a lot of the Denver people, for example, not outside of Durango. Right. But I'm just saying, anybody that doesn't live right in those towns is it's a trek. And and if you if you want to live in one of those towns right now, it's a million dollars to buy um, to buy a house. Yes, pretty yep. much any of those cool mountain towns yes. that it, and even finding a place outside of town now, it's going to be $500,000. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So I think we are sort of blessed with that, mm-hmm. with that here. Yeah. But, um, so uh, this is why it's called the Northwoods Ramble. Cause we just kind of, yeah, we ramble about anything in the Northwoods. I mean, but there's usually very... bike related content and I've got, I spent, uh, this is something I want. Let's jump into a little okay. bike related content. Yeah. Um, so I spent yesterday and this is relates to fishing and water as well. So okay. I, I've had this idea. Let me see if I can pull it up here for uh, for 
you know, I got a pack raft, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to switch to camera two, and I'm going to put us in the upper corner. And camera two. Are we on? It doesn't seem like we are. Why are we not on? That's preview program. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> there we go. All right, and we're going to do program view. All right, so over by the flambo oh, flowage. Okay. I yep. think we've talked about this. Like I've mapped get into this. all the campsites, all those campsites. So, Isn't there already a map out there? Yeah, but I want to, <laughs> if I want to want to, I'm, I'm out in my yeah. boat or if I'm out in, you know, on my bike or something, I have it all yeah. on here okay. and I have them named and stuff like that. Okay. So, and this section of the Flambeau River, the section from the dam up there down to park falls is okay. got like eight class two rapids yep. but they're only class twos like i'm not a class four guy yep. i'm you know namakagan's got a couple of class one things on it yep. but just they're pretty tiny pretty but, tiny and it's low right flamble even Fl a, this is a, deeper deeper so even if it's a two there's a lot of underneath right it's not like you're but riffles. i could i feel comfortable okay. trying that in my pack raft okay you know pack rafts are also pretty stable even with a bike on top they're pretty stable yeah but not for like a four no not for a four right. not okay. not for me okay um but but for a two you know going yeah. through some boulders you know stuff yeah. like that so i've wanted to figure out a route and down just south of just south of that um, is called the Hay Creek Henderson Lake um, State Wildlife Area. That okay. whole so that's that, that um, what we're looking at. So what do this, people see? They see us looking at this whole area, screen. Yeah, they okay. see that. Okay. So this whole area, they're seeing this screen, and we're up in that. Okay, corner. perfect. So this whole area is all state wildlife area. And there's all, so I spent all day yesterday over there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, checking it out. Riding on, around on all the gravel roads. It's also got a ton of like hunting trails on it, officially okay. marked hunting trails. Yeah. You know, like we have some in Yeah, Sealy like here. a little brown sign says hunting. Right, hunting trail. And trying to figure out, is there a way to get to the river? And so up in that northern section, if you... I switch to let me switch to this to hybrid and let me zoom in if i zoom in so there's a lot of is there a lot of roads over there or not? no okay very few but if i zoom in here see there's like this two track yeah there's well it's the damn road but it's not no because when you go down to about here no there's two track there, two track, two track down there. So I wanted to try to get to all of that, but when you and see there, this is now private. Oh. This area is private. Okay. So when you get on this road to like, I'm gonna zoom back out a little bit. This Henderson Lake Road or whatever. When you when you get to a spot like right down in here, okay. There's a gate, private property. Can't get through. Oh, a gate going to the, you can't go to the west or the south? Can't go to the east. Or southeast, whatever that house is over there. You can't get on that from the dam. The oh. dam is up there. 
And all the roads up north of this, like F and stuff like that, you've been over to Mercer. Oh, yeah, and for the, sure. The Turtle yeah, I know all that stuff. Right. It's I just all don't paved. know south. Right. Like most roads when and you get to. And FF's a bad road right. to ride on. Yeah, right. So I was looking for a gravel route down there. You know, when I, I pack raft here, I ride up to like Philippi Landing or up by Telemark and mm -hmm. I put in, and it's nine or 15 miles, depending on where I go from here to put okay. in. And then it's the same nine or 15 miles back, but okay. paddling on the river. So I can ride 10 miles in 45 minutes on gravel here. Yeah. Easy. Um, but you get in the river and then it's a three or four hour paddle oh, yeah. back down the Namakagan. Oh, yeah. So I was trying to find a place where I could like camp in one of those campsites on one of those little islands right on the flow. Oh, so you're, you're saying like take a ride Right, camp overnight and then and leave, leave my leave my like my truck down at like uh Pete's Landing or Holt's Landing okay. further south on that on the flowage. Okay. You know, on the north the north side, okay. the west side of the flowage. And then and then ride around through Park Falls, you know, up Oh, and then do a loop back and to your then truck. Then do a loop back and then float gotcha. back to my truck. Okay. But I I couldn't I could not figure out a way to get through there. And they were, they were logging it. And I stopped and talked to loggers and said, hey, do you guys know any of these like hunting trails lead down to the river? Gotcha. And they said, no, not that they were aware of none of that that they so had you'd seen. have to so what you're looking at is you'd have to do a huge float trip to get out of there. Right. I'd have to I'd have to. I don't know. And it's I don't want to paddle the entire flat flowage there's it's no a, current it's a, no it's a, you know yeah. i mean outside of the rapids it's a long right <laughs> yeah. yeah and a pack raft that'd be really slow on yeah. a canoe would be one thing and a pack raft yeah. so i so i kind of i'm at this point I'm, I'm why don't you go to the north side and f paddle into the flowage from so um so like the turtle from river up here so yeah so if you're up towards, you go up towards uh, Mercer. So the, right. the Turtle River starts up over, and you're crossing over 51 to get to was it Lake of the Falls? Right. Could do that, and then down into like down into Trude Lake. Big I was Island. also thinking about what about the over by Glidden, um, the Chippewa, the East Fork of the Chippewa. It's really twisty, but it's kind of wide. I don't know anything about that. All right. Well, anyway, that's what I've been. My bike. Gotcha. So, so I think my next bikepacking trip that I'm gonna do is um, a friend of mine over in Wausau, Shane, um, took when I was originally researching my waterfall route, which is like yes. 400 miles, 380 okay. miles. I wanted to start um, by Amberg at Dave's Falls, which is which is down. Down here, that's Amberg. Oh, wait, this is in Michigan. Where that's not, that's in Marinette. That's in Marinette. County. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It goes, this route does touch in Michigan. Oh, yeah, there's it. Okay. Um, but um, so there's Marinette County has like most Just of the endless forest roads over there. Right. It's amazing gravel riding over there. Yeah. They just built those new Strong Falls mountain bike trails, which are right next to Strong Falls, um, okay. which are like down on the Peshtigo. Get rid is of that it. a rough river for for <laughs> yeah Peshtigo is like all yeah, class four like, yeah, that's yeah. the okay the, yeah that's the nasty one yeah so I'm afraid to paddle Peshtigo but um but this is the Strong Falls mountain bike trails which are really oh. cool so I so 
Um, anyway, he took my the stuff that I did that leads up to Ironwood. Okay. And then he looped because he lives over there. He looped it back down. So now this is like uh, what is this? Two hundred. Then you're full screen. Oh, I 228. see. 228. So I could do like this in three days. You know, I could yeah. do a three-day version of this. So I think this is my next my next exploratory trip is to finalize this route. Because he just sort of, we've both written a lot of it, but mm -hmm. we've, neither of us have completely written this as a loop. And until okay. I, I publish, until I, I don't want to publish it until I've actually written it as, okay. a, as a total loop. Okay. So just bikepacking.com when you're done with it. Is that the deal? And the North, have you seen that website? Oh yeah. Yeah. The X yeah. North is. The, yeah. Right. Which is actually yeah. a band name. I don't know how uh, they let him get away with that, but they do. Um, but he's done a really Josh Rizzo. He's, he lives in Eau Claire and okay. he just does oh, that. Me yeah. That. He just yeah, does yeah. that out of, you know, same reason I do stuff like right. this. Cause he, well, yeah, like cause this. he loves yeah. it, you know, and, uh, but I'll publish it there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'll go back to full screen, but so, yeah, so I don't know. That's what I've been doing bike wise, other than trying to find a saddle that's as comfortable as the, are you familiar with these saddles? Yeah. They were made in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I tried them. Sola Anatomica. Yeah. They're absolutely the most comfortable saddles. I never need a chamois riding with these. I've been trying to find a substitute because these like stretch out over time. You can okay. see. Yeah. It looks like it's. It's yeah. stretched and you can see the, uh, the, um, uh, there's a, the Sola Anatomica saddles have the adjuster on the front, kind of like a Brooks does. But the reason why they're way more comfortable than a Brooks is because the leather starts out softer. That's a really good idea. It is, but after a year or two, yeah. you've got to replace the cover because right. it eventually right. overstretches. Yeah, it eventually overstretches. Whereas a Brooks will last forever because they make theirs really hard okay. and they're not quite as comfortable. You have to break in a Brooks. This you don't have to break in. Okay. So they're amazing, but I was trying to find, I've been trying to find, and Liz likes them too for her bike. So I've been trying all these different it's, saddles. It's, but I'm, this is rough. Yeah. No, I I tried it. I it's, I'm it's not against you know, yeah, if, right. Grips, putting but the and saddle putting this, is not you good don't for need me. that. Yeah, um, it's it's a comfortable saddle except for that. And then I I'm saw, a big WTB guy. Yeah, <laughs> we have a Coda one forty, like a wider coat WTB Coda. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. But and then this one's a women specific one that I got from New Moon. That I'm gonna have her try and see about that. It's very but, similar to this, it seems. Yeah, it is. And she didn't like Except this though, probably like a because it's softer, but right. it's like the same cut. It's, yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, that's it's just it, it seems like it would be good. It just was not. I know. It's like a hammer. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the only other thing that I'm super happy about, mountain bike and gravel-wise, that I've upgraded um is um I, I had a dropper post. I love those PNW dropper posts. They're mm -hmm. right. Uh, uh, they're relatively inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Both my thumbs are sprained, so I have issues with pressing. What do you do? Handlebar. I hit a pothole mm -hmm. in Milwaukee five years ago, and oh, it still has problem. You still have problems. the solution to sprained thumbs is to put your hands in a cast for six to eight weeks, so you can't oh. use your thumbs. And I've yeah, just that's fine. yeah, <laughs> right. so I've just been living with it, but um. Uh, so the so PW, the quick drop easies, easy. no pressure, but one of them broke. And so I was 
having it repaired and they had a sale on another one that's got suspension in it. So, and they're only like, they're not expensive dropper posts. Okay. Um, so I tried it and it's, it's awesome. Oh, is it? Suspension for my gravel bike on, yeah. on a, it's just a, not oh, a lot, wow. you know, it's just a little, so that PNW coast suspension dropper post, it's, it's my, mm. it is a new happy place for me. Mm. Um, Especially also, I you know, I broke three vertebrae a couple of years ago. <laughs> Doing what? Removing, evicting um, squirrels? flying squirrels from my... Oh, you did that then? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So my squirrels? back is... Do you still have flying squirrels? No, okay. they have been evicted. Okay. I mean, it is still a constant battle with like mice and chipmunks yeah. and stuff like that. But the flying squirrels are tough because they only come out for like an hour yeah. or two each night and they're... They can go in holes like that small. Yeah. They're like bats. They're crazy. They're crazy They're little cool. critters. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm just sitting in a tree stand. Um, when I first, I don't even remember when it was. One of the first times like we were here, because we've uh -huh. lived here seven years now. And I was up in a tree stand, and all of a sudden you just hear like, and then another one. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? And it's just, it's a. So I guess if you put so a black, fast. I guess if you put a black, I guess they glow. They phosphoresce under black lights. Really? Yeah. I know their eyes are crazy. Yeah. They look at you just they're super cute. So they're awesome. I I they're was just super fast. Right. So I hybrid. trapped those. Yeah. Um, and I think I got them all out. And and so I also found out you have you have to move them 20 miles because they can find their way back. And they can fly, so they they can make yeah, distance. They, they can cover along right. Way. They can it's, go far. Yeah, so yeah. they can make distance. So yeah. if you just move them 10 miles, really? They'll come back. Yeah. Um, but I got them all out and then I, I climbed up there and I used metal to yeah. the corners. And you where fell they were in there or something? I fell actually on a lower spot. Um, being, I don't remember that. I was not being careful. Okay. I wasn't being careful. Three but. ladders on a jack <laughs> it wasn't stand that, or something. It it's like all the that YouTube my, videos. Like that was my style. Dude on a jack with a hand, <laughs> you know, like the ladder on a jack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've lived here eight years. I think this is our seventh summer. Seventh summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2017. So. 17, how did 18, you end? 19, how did you end up here? Seventh summer. Uh, so we're both Amy and I. Amy's my wife. Um, we are both from Wisconsin, and we we got married in 2008, and we moved. So we moved out to Colorado, bought a house, just because we wanted to leave. In Denver. Go. Yep. So we left 2008. Uh, bought a house, lived there for. I don't know, it was like six, six and a half years or something like that. And then she had, she worked for an accounting firm in Denver that had a bunch of oil and gas clients up mm. in the Bakken, which is up in Western North Dakota. And uh, so she opened up an office up in Watford City. And then we moved up there and that led to a job that she got an offer at uh, one of her clients that she was working for, you know, working with up in uh, Williston. So we moved up there for another think year and a half two years maybe and then we wanted to get back our our oldest kid as a son our son was going to be going to uh kindergarten and we just we wanted to get back oh like we were kind of already looking in colorado we were kind of already looking at like how we're going to get back to all our you know her family's my family's southeastern wisconsin her family's green bay area mm -hmm. um so we we're looking at how to get back and like that first step was that that North Dakota job right. that got us out of there. And the next step was, all right, 
we got to start looking. And, we, and you were doing mountain bike radio. Um, and I started that in 2008. Oh. Nine, ten. So that's about the same time. 2010. That's about the same time that this was all happening. I lie. My son was just, our son was just born. So he's 11. It was like 2011. Hmm. 2009, 10 is when we were doing. So you remember XXC magazine? Yeah. We were, so Jason Mahoki had XXC. Um, we started doing a podcast in like 2009, 10. And that was when you had to like upload it to iTunes. Right. And I know just, you were an early like, podcast adopter. It was adopter. really, yeah. it was really funny. But yeah, so that's, so I lie. I started actual mountain bike radio started in like 2011, 12, something like that. Okay. But yeah, so we, but we ended up here because it was Scott Chapin actually is like, hey, you, you know, you just check this stuff out. Because I got to know him um, through mountain biking stuff. Oh. And then uh, I met him uh, with some other guys up uh Cuyuna. And got to talking like, hey, I'm uh -huh. thinking about moving. You know, we're thinking about moving. He's like, well, you know, you ever think a small town? Because we were looking at. I've lived in Madison. We met Amy and I both went to UW Lacrosse. Um, we were looking at Duluth, Superior area. Um, she's from Green Bay. I've lived in Madison. We've lived in De Pere together. I'm from southeastern Wisconsin. Right. So we started looking at all these different towns, like you know, midsize even like Wausau or Lacrosse or all this stuff. And it's like then you start have to pick. You, you kind of have to pick you know, uh, school districts and you have right. to pick a nice area right. and you don't want to drive on the freeway. You don't want to do all that stuff. I'm from a small town. I'm like, you can always go bigger. Yeah. You can always move away, go to a big city, but to have the small town, like to learn what that's like and not waste all your time. Like we can go back and forth to the baseball field by our house right. and go practice six times a day. And it takes right. us 15 minutes right total yes whereas you get to a big city and it's like all right i gotta take you over there it's gonna be half an hour i gotta get the oil changed so now you're three hours in between all the stuff right it's not the same you miss out on a lot of stuff so anyway so we ended up moving here and bought a house right away and that's it cool so we're not i'm not leaving so <laughs> i always tell amy i'm like you can but i'm not so right hey. although after this winter i i'm i'm close to uh finding something to do in the winter that's not here. If oh. we have another one like that, <laughs> we will be buying a place somewhere in southwestern Wisconsin. Because I, I'm not going to do that every year. Well, somebody's going to have to shovel. Well, I'm not going to pay. I'm a frame. They I won't have to care. shovel. But. I don't care. We'll figure that out. But I'm not doing that again. Yeah. So. For listeners that that don't know, we had our 60th anniversary, like 300, our 60th so. birthday party. Um, <laughs> Listen, my dual 60th birthday yeah. party was at the sawmill, and that was October 15th. I think we had like six inches of snow that day or something. And I think it, it melted, though. Uh, I don't, there was a little bit left, but it melted. Yeah. But it wasn't it basically like from Octo like the, the middle of October yes. through, I was skiing the week after Easter this year. Mm -hmm. So so to the middle then of it April. melted rapidly right, right. After then. then it melted yeah. really quickly yeah but, but we had like 140 officially unofficially it was like what 140 inches we had so. 200 here what? in Sealy, and i think they had 220 or 240 clam lake or clam lake or I yeah nor like, you know there's that butternut glidden guile area too that gets a little bit it was more really snow. that much yeah we got more snow than hayward by by a lot oh yeah, but but it was still a lot. You got yeah. a lot as well. So yeah. anyway, so I don't know what the point was with that, but yeah, that's how I, we ended up here. Um, and 
Yeah. And Mountain Bike Radio, um, Mountain Bike Radio is still going. And it's still out there. Yeah. I listen every once in a while. That um, well, you better get your fix because a lot of those shows are going to be downloaded and done something with. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I have listened to some of the old ones. I thought it was funny. Every once in a while, I listen to some of the very early ones when you're first moving Blog up here. Blog Talk Radio? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever listen to those? There's some probably still out there, the Blog Talk Radio ones. Because when we started, you know, when, when you, podcasting was first happening, so 2009, it was happening for a long time. Like you could get um, shows and stuff online. So you uh, go to a browser and they, yeah. you know, it was whatever you could do. But really, podcast wise, it was like 2009, maybe 10, where you could, you know, you could pick up iTunes and just, right. there's podcasts. Right. Um, but there was all kinds of just really cheesy. Like Blog Talk Radio was this website where you could do like live shows and like do call ins uh -huh. and live. And right. It was weird. But it was a call in that you could do online. So you could just do, you know. Right. It was really bad. Sound was horrible. So yeah. that's where it started though, because it's like, oh, right. this is cool, easy access, whatever. Right. Um, it was like uh, cable access TV back in the day. It was exactly, that's you know? what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so some of the shows were bad, like some of those early cable access ones, and other ones are kind of gems, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, that's how it started was that. And then um, I don't know how long I went on that. But anyway. So and then, you just quit doing it basically just because you moved here. Your kids are at age where you're coaching and doing stuff like that. And then you've yeah, got some Airbnbs that you... Um, yeah. that take up all your time yeah started doing other stuff that like people would thank you for paying you instead of like me begging them you know <laughs> you know how it is like especially bike world is it's right. more begging than anything to get people and honestly the the thing i probably didn't do which i should have done probably five years in is really start talking to people who knew technology and could build things uh -huh. because back even then you know three four or five years in we had that was that was it. Like we were the people in that area doing it. Right. You know? So could we have done something different and like made it a big deal? Yeah. Probably. But everybody changes too. So, I mean, you might've got, I know, but looking back, anyway. I know looking back though, I should have been seeking out people with like expertise and technology. Yeah. We could have done some cool stuff with it that just kind of fizzled. Yeah. Well, Instead of just like, selling t-shirts. Like right. it's just not the way to do it. Well, but a lot of those things like, um, I think there was there was a time and a place for them, and then it, uh, fatbike.com, mm -hmm. fat-bike.com, mm -hmm. those guys. Um, and you know, I mean, they were making a living off. Oh, that. they were totally killing it. They were the they were the site for right. three years right. when fat bikes. Were it's new. just sort of like when fixies were big, and you yeah. know, John Watson's site probably yeah. not probably. Oh, and the, yeah. and the remember the fixed gear gallery. All it was was a single page where you could scroll, yeah, scroll through pictures of fixed gears, and Why there were a, a zillion ads along the yeah. side. And I remember Ben's uh, Milwaukee Bicycle Company, which they came out probably yeah, was sponsored they, by them. Yeah, uh, their their Bruiser, their yeah. um, and uh, and they were probably paying eight hundred dollars a month for some little yeah. ad, but they were getting the traffic. Yeah, and nobody is anymore. No. You know, um, it just doesn't doesn't now yeah. it's all it keeps evolving so now you've got to be like uh i i i'm continually finding people like oh yeah i've got like three hundred thousand followers on youtube you know like it's just like that's what you got to do now mm -hmm. you know and 
I don't want to do that. Listeners, well, be clear. I'm not trying to do that with this. This is yeah. just for fun and, and to promote our area. And that's what I, you know, back then. So say 2000, whatever, started in 2011, 12. Four years in, I should have been, it should have been transitioned over to like YouTube. So versus just I audio. can tell you that even for this, had I had done that even earlier. Right. It would have been a big deal. I, I get on average, I think like, um, 80 listens on across the various yeah. podcast things. And every one of these that comes out as a video gets over 300 yeah. and I'm not trying to do anything with it. It's just randomly yeah. people find it, but 300 people find it on YouTube and mm -hmm. like 80 people find it on Spotify mm -hmm. or Apple or wherever they get their podcast, yeah. you know? So that's, it is the way things are going, yeah. which is why and Spotify is good too. Cause the video, right. Like if Spotify, you want to pull it up on your TV, watch, right. you can just yep. click Spotify no, and watch that's it. That's why when I was thinking about starting this, I waited until I could figure out the video stuff first. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm a visual guy too. So um, I wanted to do that. But um, one of the other things that, that, does those that allows us to show stuff and so oh yeah so for, pull up your right so i was going to show um because you now your sort of focus other than family and kids and coaching and all that sort of stuff is it's been the airbnbs <laughs> yeah, like right there isn't, coaches, a side, there isn't a side business that i don't know about no there? there's not it's okay. airbnbs and the saunas yeah right is what so it is at this i point. your oh it's up north stays is up north stays is your yeah that's website. the main site and then i have a couple for each place. I right. Guess, so I'm going to put us on picture and a picture again for those that are watching. So, so you just built uh, a new A-frame yeah. in Sealy on 40 acres. Yes. I've been there. That's yep. super nice. Yep. Um, and that's done now, right? It's not a hundred percent. Like I got to do stuff on the outside, like landscaping. And I want to put a fire pit in, oh, walkway, just like all that kind of, of stuff. That but stuff. The, I'm, we're renting it out and it's ready to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you've got the really cool yurt mm -hmm. on Perry Lake. Mm -hmm. That's really popular, I think, too, right? Yeah, that's super. We should, super like I was saying, cool. we could do a, one of these in the future yeah. from a fishing and boat on Perry stayed, Lake. And, and you guys never stayed there yet either. No, I've been out to Liz, it. I, I know, visited. but you and Liz can stay there, you know. Oh. You just haven't taken me up on it. <laughs> Stay on a lake, and now, now yeah. uh, we got Thornquist right next door. Exactly. So yeah, and Liz is really good yeah. friends with Stacy now. Yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah. we should do that sometime. Yeah, I haven't been to their place yet either. So no, we I've been in their place twice because we put an offer on it and they oh. beat us out. <laughs> That's how we ended up with the yurt, but which coincidentally was uh, Kent Adam Kent and Elaine right. Adams. He was one of the guys that yeah, I told you I met with the group at Cuyuna. Yeah, one of the ride. real early camera guys. He was, yeah, but I met those guys because I put the Fat Bike Frozen 40 on oh, for several years. You did? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was yeah. you. With, so the Fat with, Bike Frozen 40 and Tim Elm Kruger? Creek. No, no, no. Fat Bike Frozen 40 and Elm Creek. Oh, okay. Started, a guy started, we're going Kruger all over Rambling here. Yeah, that's right. We're but on the Northwoods Ramble. It, it started, um, a guy in Minneapolis started. Like a guy with... Um, um, he, he didn't Tim really Kruger. no he didn't really have much bike experience he just oh. there was a race at carver i think it was and then there wasn't a lot of options this was back when fatbike.com just kind of got cooking fat bikes were uh, hot whatever yeah. so he started it i um i was one of the guys who started the 22 cycles that um out in colorado anyway we four of us started a bike company and we had one of our first bikes was a fat bike titanium fat bike which at the time was like Nobody was, you know, you could go right. black sheep and spend five grand on a frame, right? 
Anyway, so we were scavenging, or I was scavenging everywhere to find, like, something to get involved with or sponsor or whatever. And I found this race in Minnesota at the Elm Creek Park, and I thought, oh, this is great. We'll drive out, take some bikes, whatever it is, because I'm from this, you know, around. All right. And that turned into Brad, who had started it, Brad Boyd, and I, that second year, we, you know, we worked really well together. And then after that, it was like, all right, we're both doing this. And then he was done, so I took it, did it for I don't even know four years, and somehow this is leading us back to Cuyuna because, and Kent because then it, yes, because then I, we were still living in Colorado, so to make a trip out here, I just made it a whole week thing, and I you know I came out whatever, and I told Scott's like, hey, a group of us are going to Cuyuna oh, to ride, so okay. I'm like, all right, I'll join you, see what's okay. up. Kent, who owns the yurt, was there. Jerry was so it was Kent. He owns the yurt and the place that Tom and Stacy are in. On Lake? No, no, he did. Oh, he did. Somebody else. Did. Okay, he owned he owned, owned the yard. Um, but it was Kent and Jerry and Jerry Scott. Wright. Yep. Yeah, and, and they're they are biking my Valhalla Beach Party yeah. route on fat bikes okay. right now. Actually. Oh, really? Kent okay. Adams and Jerry. Oh, and really? Somebody else. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so those guys were there, and that led into um, just knowing Kent, and then Kent was a client of my wife's bookkeeping oh, business sure. for like a year because right. he had a bunch of stuff going on. Right. And that led to. We put an offer in Tom and Stacy's place. Didn't get it, but I called Kent because I didn't realize they shared a driveway. Like I knew oh, Kent's thing okay. was over there, but I didn't really. Yeah. Know. So I called Kent to ask him what he knew about this silo, and they called me back. He's like, "Well, actually, you know." So that turned into the year. Go back. All right, I'm gonna go. So back. So we've been on that for two years. And you've got yeah, three I'm, years. I don't even know when that was. Two years, I think. I'm gonna go back to that. I think I can go to this page right. Yeah. Now. Yeah, so that that's the. That's, yeah, so it's just a, a yurt, four season yurt on Perry Lake, which is just just outside of Cable. It's like two miles. From but Cable. it's got it's not like the, uh, Camba yurt. It's got like shower no, it's, and, it's it, four season ready to go. The only thing it doesn't have is washroom dryer. Right. Yeah. It has everything else. Yeah. So you've got that. You've got the A frame. You've got the cute little. Uh, house and cable little cabin mm -hmm. that I've stayed at there. That's really awesome. And then you've got a bigger. Oh, yeah, you stayed at that. Yeah, I did a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. And uh, back yeah, when I was up here visiting yeah, all the time. Yeah, back when I was just up here visiting all the time. It's been like five years already. Four years. How long have you lived I'm, here? We're going on our third, only our third winter. Yeah, but it was like four or five years ago you stayed at that yeah. place. Yeah. Okay. But you know, I used to come stop in at the sawmill and. People would be like, Dave, where is, where do you live? Where's your cabin up here anyway? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just here a lot. At the lodge, I'm, just here, lodge. Right, I'm just here a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now I actually do live here. So um Yeah, then the place in um in Hayward. Right. Then the so a full right on the full on house in Hayward, mm -hmm. which is actually um like uh, if you're like doing the Berkey or something like that, or it's you're coming for lumberjack, from, yeah. you know, it's it's great to be in yeah. Hayward. Oh, it's awesome. You know, you know there's like there's like people in cable that like never leave cable, no. right? They They're like, oh, you're going Hayward? to Hayward, uh, and then there's people in Sealy that don't like to go to Hayward yeah. either. But but for most people coming to visit up here, Hayward is kind of like an essential stop. Yeah, and it's a cute yeah, town. You can you can you can be like, oh, it's Hayward, but you're going to Hayward to get your stuff. And like, and I don't we're talking about about people who don't leave towns of like. 
Ours is unincorporated. So, <laughs> so, so if you if the you refuse to, if, uh, right, yeah. if if Sealy's the biggest town or even Cable, the biggest yeah. town you're gonna deal with, then I mean Hayward is cute and has yeah, all kinds of great things in it. And, and like our place is you can walk, so we have golfers. Yeah. So we'll just walk oh, down okay. to the sure. That way they can go drink after you know, you can have three beers afterward and just walk home. And I'll put these in the show notes again, but just I'll oh, just yeah. say it again. It's upnorthstays.com. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the saunas, which yep. is um you rent saunas. We've had guests rent them here. Yeah. Um and that, that was funny because she was asking, she this lady asked me or sent me a message and she's like, Oh yeah, it's in Sealy. Um you know, it's right over. It's right over in Sealy. It's yeah. like Sealy. Like, I don't know. Who's, you know, I I know Airbnb like not far out of Sealy. I've never. So. I don't think I've ever shown um, the um, people. Yeah, why on, would you show yours? Because I'm not trying to make money doing this thing. And our, yeah, our but you have to, like, at booked, least it's booked every weekend oh, anyway. You so know what just I mean? Like, like I'm too good to advertise <laughs> or what? <laughs> Liz does want to switch this next year to okay. try to like really try to only get silent sports people not just because they're easier for us to deal with they Mm -hmm. don't you know i mean instead of having well it's 18 other questions about stuff we don't really know about whereas like we always you want to go mountain biking or skiing somewhere we can tell you how to do that the rest of the stuff and well there is a thing is you have other people here like down the road right so if you have atvs buzzing in and out it might get kind of annoying yeah that's all yeah i've never had i've had great guests from ATV and snowmobiling. It's just if you have other people, it might be a little. The we, just, the ones that we actually really don't like are <laughs> are people that come up here and they stay the entire weekend and they never leave. And they and I don't know what they're doing in there. I, we had one that we actually thought they haven't come out in two days. <laughs> like, was this a murder, like a, a family murder safe? suicide? Right. Like, I would yeah. go in the lower in the garage below and like just kind of listen and I couldn't hear any noise they were making yeah. all weekend. The other the other thing that tips me off is if they're like hey we're coming to the area what is there to do right like, if you haven't done any research right that so we're like, just like it's it's super easy if you get mountain bikers and skiers just because we just know everything yeah you know i don't know where i know where a lot of the atv trails go be in yeah. snowmobile trails because Route 31 because I, I ride them eight is right behind <laughs> or eight is eight because yeah, i ride them you yeah. know but um on my fat bike in the winter and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gravel bike and stuff, but um, it's easier. But um, yeah, so no, that they rented that. Um, our renters yeah. rented from you. So northwoodsaunas.com. You can put that in the notes too. Mm-hmm. But that it, I don't know. I started it because I wanted to. We built that, or I built that little barrel sauna at the yurt, and we were sitting in there like, how can we get a cheap way to like do another one without committing to like another yeah. sauna? And that turned into searching like what's out there and all of a sudden this whole world of like rental saunas was out there and i'm like well worst case i can just have take one it at and each one of your places that, and it's just take another it off the trailer or use it ourselves like we right, use yeah. the one in our the summer it's it's an education thing and i don't, i haven't even pushed it uh-huh. but as soon as it gets cold like i'm already booking you know september oh yeah like, okay but People the ask us about them. Yeah, the people that sit in our it sits in our driveway. I'm not going to build one. I, if they want one here, I just have them contact yeah, we can you. It. Yeah, we can. I don't. I don't want to build one. Well, no, you figure it out because we can work it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm. I'm not opposed to uh, 
Kickbacks. Sales, uh, <laughs> having Airbnb as salespeople. So right. anybody's listening. No, we like, have you, I think we have you listed um, in our, our, yeah. our listing, yeah. uh, your northwoodsauna.com. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have going. And at that po- at this point, it's focused on getting those four places as good as it can. And have you, which, you know, and that's keeping house, you busy, like, right? Oh, yeah. Super busy. Yeah. Imagine um, owning four, five houses. Do you, like the projects? Right. Just endless. I, well, I do. Because I have I, I have three yeah. I have a compound here, yeah. so I've already removed three buildings from my property. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not adding more. And, and the thing is, I never, you know, I never. It was all we were always kind of interested in, or I've always been kind of interested in real estate and land yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of, we bought that place in Cable, and then you know you you move out of your other house because we needed more room instead of remodeling, and then it's like one thing leads to another, right. and all of a sudden it's like, well, now you got a little. Rental could, we could sell it or, you know, right. it, it all started. And you just, still could. Yes. And it all started because we we left Denver and kept that house oh. and had long-term renters. Oh, so I had right. five years of, of experience, experience renting that. this out okay. and having the backing of, right. you know, once you have a place already, you kind of have, the, you know, equity-wise and cap, right. like you have the the flexibility to make some more And that decisions. increased in a lot in value. And so when you got to sell that, yes. then that allowed you to purchase. You got super lucky. That, right. Yeah. Well, you got in super early, lucky. You, know, you got in early was, enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I don't recommend buying a house during the greatest recession of our lifetime because <laughs> that's what we did. We bought a house in 2008. Well, we bought one in the middle of a pandemic in the yeah. wintertime too. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it worked out because it was depressed prices, but like the rigmarole to get it done yeah. was pretty so with all of the stuff between anyway. coaching you know the rentals your own house that mm-hmm. you've got to maintain um, it's always the last um, i was out yesterday working on the one of the because we have a tournament next week in hayward mm-hmm. so it's our first one in years um we were working on one of the fields i spent two hours on that field working on it yeah. and i didn't do anything at our own house right so there's that right i know so i'm asking this is all leading up to yeah. we, were, we were talking about like maybe doing another one of these things where we talk again but maybe doing it from a fishing boat in yeah. perry lake with my insta 360 camera and two wireless mics or something like that have you been fishing i yet have this a different year? lake for you to do that chippenazi we, can, we can't it's, we, it's a local lake oh okay lake x oh but uh um have you been fishing yet this year yeah, a few times. I haven't. Like four times. I haven't. But guess five times. Guess who who in a boat. Guess times. who is our most avid your dog. Oh, I How, sent you that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna share that. Yeah, I, cowboys. I, I I that's impressive. So did you see the um I'm gonna so share that with our have you seen Voyager's our... um National Park has a wolf project? Where they they have video cameras all over? I think it's Voyagers. But they have a wolf project, and the the researchers the last year have um, documented wolves fishing. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a big deal because they've never really they've never documented wolves doing it before. Oh. And now they think it's a it's a fairly common thing. Are they are they doing it like so? So they're getting here, suckers in the spring. So, so these little creeks. Right, and these are just so this is cowboy um, for our this viewers. Is like, this like that's that's Silverthorn, where we go all the time. Oh, yeah. And you okay. know, at the Silverthorn is our neighborhood yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. park. It's got a great little lake, and it's very shallow, sandy. When you go into the swimming hole, and if you stand there, all these little sunfish just come to your mm-hmm. feet and nibble at your ankles. So and they're stuff. actually coming to him. So he just stands there. So uh, for anybody, is this legal to show? I don't know. Like, does does my dog need a does my dog need yeah. a license? So let's see if I can get this to play here for. But yeah, so they they documented 
So yours, cowboy. He goes under. That's crazy. That's. And then he gets water in his ears, and he doesn't like it. So whatever he's got in his mouth when he shakes his head to get the water out of his ears always ends up flying out of his mouth. And that was a fish. <laughs> what was that? Was it a frog or a he, fish? I don't know. I couldn't see it very well because I was videotaping at the time. But gotcha. he, he either catches, like, the little sunfish, or if he doesn't get one, he gets frustrated and he comes up with a cone a pine cone or okay. a stick or it looked or, almost like a frog yeah, too. Yeah. But they, so yeah. So the wolves, that's kind of yeah, the way the wolves. So what they do is they, in the small creeks in the spring and the suckers, like cool. they're getting up the spots. Yeah. And, and this head. is shallow. He can see him. He stands there. He can see him yeah. come to his ankles. So it looks like, anyway. looks like Liz is back with our dogs. Oh, um, yeah. so oh, and and got you got my, something to do. No, I got my phone. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so what well, else anyway, thanks for, Coming on the Northwoods Ramble, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we could, uh, like I said, let's let's. Well, we're gonna do a few more. I'll I'll okay. do whatever. All right, let's do some more. So we'll do some more. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah. TJ's gonna come back, and we're gonna do a separate. Normally, TJ's been gone. His uh, I don't know if you know, like his um, Beth's mom died. You were telling me about so that. So he's yeah. had to go out of town and stuff yeah. like that. So he's been sort of busy, but he wants to do. So he's get, he and I think are gonna go up to the new trails at Telemark. Gotcha. And do something there gotcha. um, later. He's doing the Berkey Kids thing right gotcha. now. So. so I got a question for you. Yeah. Is this what you thought it was going to be when you started doing the Northwoods Ramble? quite yet. Okay. I, so this is a work in progress. Um, I'm getting better at the tech stuff. Okay. I'm getting a little bit better at like being on camera and stuff. I had in mind a little bit more Prairie Home Companion style. <laughs> okay. So I would it's hard love, to make that though. I know, yeah. and that's very scripted. And I don't have a guy over there doing sound effects, and right. and and Garrison Keeler is actually reading off notes when he says all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do it without, yeah, doing that much. But I would like to add, like I would like to have people that visit up here all the time, um, get excited about this because it reminds. So I'm gonna also add another section where I I talk about just like what's going on in the woods right now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, who's catching what um what butterflies and flowers are out things mm -hmm. like that and uh give people a feel of what what's going on hunting season or you have certain people who chime in but i'd also love like, like hey like, dave here's like my Payson, five minutes you know on, on the adventure stash payson's um uh uh the pro mountain bike racer payson oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he Nick after every one of those lifetime grand prix or big events he, he has people something. call in and leave a voice memo he doesn't uh, do video okay and i was thinking if people wanted to do a little email me little um selfies of them like hey dave i just finished your hunger bear race or or i'm down in i just did a race down here but i'm thinking about coming up to or this is me when i visited the last time right and i can just episodes. plug it in so i'd like to do that and I've also eventually would like to do them at the sawmill saloon in the back mm -hmm. in the theater live. And maybe have like Nathan Rondo play a couple songs. Mm -hmm. People could just get up and say something from the audience if they wanted to. Sort of that Prairie Home Companion gotcha. style feel that talks about the area, actually, not a make made up Lake right. Wobegon, actually right. talks about <laughs> our area. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'd like it to go eventually. Okay. Um, we'll see if that happens. But anyway. Uh, okay. Let's let Liz come Got back in the ideas. house. Let's okay. get dogs back okay. in the house. Okay, sounds right. good. All right. Thank you. Thanks for you. coming along, okay. Ben. Yes. <laughs> All right. I can add. All right. Uh, hey, welcome back to Northwoods Ramble. And I've got TJ with me. He's back. Thanks for coming back. 
I, oh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You know, I never know if people are going to come back. It's t- it was touch and go. It was touch <laughs> right. and go. All right. Well, um, well, glad to have you back. And uh, we've got a number of things to talk about, uh, TJ and I, today. But um, I think the first thing we're going to hit on are the the tr- update on the trails at Telemark, the, the, the new uh, Trek trails, Trek trails powered, powered by OTM. By OTM, by One Track Mind. Um, yep. Yeah. So TJ and I rode the uh, the new Green Up. That yep. will lead to that's the easy up to the future downhill gravity yep. stuff, yep. Um, and that's not quite done yet. But we, we did took a take a video of our ride up and the ride back down. So I'm going to play that while TJ and I talk about the update to the trails. So I'm going to switch over to switch over to camera two, and I'm going to see if I can get this to play here. Let's see. So before we get into this, I'd like to say that uh, so. Two weeks ago, I had the privilege of going down to the Monarch Trails and riding um, the Paradise Playground. Oh. OTM had. Um, I always want to say Tracy Paradise. Tracy Paradise. Okay, it's Tracy. Yeah, yeah, Tracy right, yeah. yeah, and Pathfinder, Trail Builders, Adam Buck, and those guys built that. And uh, That's by Chan Hassan, right? Yep, yep. Outside of a suburb of Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, well, we won't get into Chan Hassan. We went by Prince's house. Wow. That was the main that was, and a Chick-fil-A. So those are both All right. big deals yeah. uh, as far as a guy from Sealy is concerned. But uh, yeah, we got to ride there. We rode there and it was like 93 degrees, um, a Thursday night at eight o'clock. And there were like 40 people. There. And these are trails that have been around for a while, Mark trails that have been around for a while, but were recently yeah, I think, updated by one track. Mind, right, right. Yeah. Three rivers. It's in the three rivers. Like kind of, yeah, it's in one of those parks. I think it was kind of like a kind of most, I don't know this for a fact. I'm not a local there, but it's not uh-huh. like a forgotten park. Dude, we're ripping up that thing. <laughs> I, I, put, I put it in, I, I put it in two times. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, for the, it's a long, slow ride right. up. So, but I, uh, the what the work that they had done there with what terrain they had was amazing. And uh, yeah, there were like t- there were kids, there were people without helmets, there were jam boxes, and there's a six foot drop, oh, and there's nice. like nice tabletops. It's all gravity oriented. Um, there's some weird uh, like wood features and stuff, and I don't know if it's because I am good friends with Scott king and he builds such good wood features but you didn't like cut that shit out yeah. like you know <laughs> we, no necessary. one needs that Don't come need. on and then there was like a uphill trail that they spent a lot of time building uh but everybody was like shortcutting it oh there's a goat trail that everybody yep, takes goat trail. so now we're back to the uphill trail segment Ours, of telemark and there's not going to be a good well, goat trail. And up. if anybody's tried to ride straight up the face of the hill good you on you you can do it but my bike, I need longer stem or something for my handlebars because right. it gets so steep towards the top that no. And there's even the Cadillac, what we call the Cadillac road, you know, I guess, which yeah. is like the easiest up, and it's still like this is but much this better. Is, yeah, this it is, is actually fun. No, I I didn't have any trouble. There was one. Yeah, uh, but Dave, you're not gonna have any. You're, you can ride your bike. There was one switchback at the start that I thought that was a little little tight. tight. But as I think I mentioned, like that's a skill set that we don't have to ride switchbacks very much here in the Midwest. So at least we haven't around in Wisconsin. But I think it's an easy skill to learn. Um, So yeah, and 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 the other ones weren't 
they were pretty easy. No, and if it's, we'll get the general consensus from people too. And if it's too tight, we'll just make widen it, it make, out. Yeah. yeah, we'll put some material in there and make it bigger. So yeah, this the, uh, two days after this, we did this ride. It actually got punched all the way through. All the way through where we. So stopped. now we are working on the green downhill and. Uh, oh, they're already on the green yep, downhill. Yeah, only on the green downhill and uh, blue downhill will start this week because we have two crews. And so does where this one pops out before because mm-hmm. we didn't ride it till the end. Right. Is there a like a future hub at the yeah, top? Yeah. So there will be there'll be a future hub and it'll be in the woods. It's just a little bit. Just slightly a bit down the hill from where the uh, new observation tower is. Okay. So it's there, and then, yeah, and then I'll just dive right back into the green trail and no pedal down, and it's going to be a freight train. And, uh, um, but there'll also be blue and black done. Yeah, the blue and the black will be from a little bit further up. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get that trail connector in this year, but we'll definitely... You can definitely take the ridge that's obvious, the ski trail, up to the top. Oh, okay. And you'll be able to dive in yeah. the blue downhill and the black downhill from that area. Well, um, this is about where we stopped, where, where they were just finishing um, up on the trail here. And uh, and I think we run into one of the rock-solid guys um, working here. Um, I'm amazed how fast these guys are building these guys are true professionals they're and then they're cranking and so the uphill you know a lot of that um there's a couple places we have to come back and like put clay in but uh yeah they're cranking on the uphill the downhill they'll crank through certain sections but that's when we want to make sure it's absolutely perfect right right? so um if you're watching this on youtube which most people uh, are following this podcast on on YouTube? We've got 22 regular followers on on Spotify or other. Thank <laughs> but, you, 22. Yeah, thank you, 22. <laughs> for um, but uh, so if you're watching this on on YouTube and you notice we're up near the top here, um, and there's no clay that's been added to this soil. Viewers can see that it's it's a pretty um, sandy, right. silty soil. Um, towards the bottom, and maybe we'll notice this when we're riding back down, towards the bottom, you can see there's kind of a two-tone um, to the trail, and that center section that's the darker color, you told me that's the added clay, right? Correct, yeah. And we experimented with the up with the uh, this uphill trail, uh, and we had two different clay types uh, that we had purchased um, just to kind of experiment with the clay. Uh-huh. And now we've settled on one, on so one. we're going with okay. that. And uh, for better or worse, it's not the clay that will stain your clothes ah. or your bike. So, uh, yeah. It's interesting to me, if I think about the other trails around here, if I think about, you know, the downhill by Sealy and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if when they built that, if if the soil conditions were similar or if there's more clay here in Sealy than there is up on Telemark, because it seems like that's naturally no. compacted really right. well. Of course, it's we've been riding it for years. So, right. so what, what, I, what I think they found around here is there are pockets of clay. And I know that Canva has done a pretty good job of like wheeling that in okay. when they find it and mining it. Um, I think the issue that we have with Telemark is... You know, in the woods, like where we are right there, yeah. it's pretty good. The, the soil is pretty good, and it, it's it got some organic mass that will hold it together. But 
on that open stuff, it's just right. baby head rock. So it'll look good for two years. Yeah. But after two years, it's going to degrade to the point where we are going to have to come back and recap it. So it's like, let's just put an inch, I mean, an inch, a foot of dirt in yeah. here. And we're right. kind of learning from lessons that like Giants Ridge learned from okay. and things like that. And it's expensive, but uh, it's, I'm glad, I'm proud to be working for the Berkey right now when they're saying, let's do it right and keep the maintenance down. Yeah. And because uh, especially with the green trail, if we have a green trail that has baby head size rocks coming through, it's no longer a green trail. So that experience that yeah, I'm you not, have. I'm not positive about that. Baby, it depends how much comes through, I guess, and how many there are. But, I mean, baby at rocks are rollable. Uh, yeah, know. I think it's just mainly on the green. Because we want that green to, to be, be super, like super smooth. Okay. Not what, yeah. But yeah. when it comes to the black, right. I'm going to do a lot right. less maintenance yes. on that guy. Sure. Although you still uh, you still want to maintain. Dude, we are so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you still want to maintain lips and all. Oh, yeah. You're gonna, all that maintenance. No, where it needs to be smooth, to... it needs to be smooth. Where it needs to yeah. be chunky, it needs, yeah, we're right. going to let it roll. Um, yeah. Speaking of chunky, I just rolled spirit. All right. Yesterday, and uh, there's a trail there, Anvil, mm -hmm. which is a, what they call a natural trail. So they don't do any maintenance. Okay. And it's my favorite trail. Is there. it? Yeah. One of my favorite. Debatable. Yeah. But it's super good. So I can see us eventually having some more enduro track, raw, natural trails, but... These first ones, though, These are going to be super purpose-built. Yep, super purpose-built. Well, yep. you've already got some sort of rake-and-ride um, yeah. stuff out there that you've been riding. Right. You and Joe V have yep. been riding for years. For years. And it's like, while we have the best, some of the best trail builders in the world, yeah. <laughs> let's you, use them. Let's, let's use don't, them for yeah, what they're for good, good at. at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to, yeah. Right. I don't want to yeah. pay those guys to like to do what you can do, do with a, I, right, a rake right, and right. a cloud. Right, right. These guys know what they're doing. I don't right. like. Yeah. Oh, here. This is where I stopped and, and snagged that uh, chicken of the, the woods, hand of the woods mushroom, um, which then we had our septic back up and our basement <laughs> filled with water. So for three days, I was dealing with that, and I stuck that mushroom. My prize hen of the woods mushroom <laughs> in my refrigerator, and it was all covered with fuzz when oh, I looked at it no, right, three days right, later. Right, right. So I'm like, ah, I'm not a mycologist. Is that what they call mycologists? Something like that. That sounds the good mushroom, to me. Right, mushroom right, mushroom right, mushrooms. I'm not an expert anyway. So I was already a little bit like, yeah, and Liz wasn't going to eat it, but I was kind of stoked about it. Um, it's good in ramen. Right, but I I didn't. Yeah, no. when it, once it was fuzzy, I, I yeah. I'll go back and look. There were some fungus other fungus on top of the fungus. Yeah, there were some <laughs> other ones sprouting up there, so I'm gonna watch those. Yeah, and no, uh, I, um, but I guess Chris Young, the uh, one of the owners at New Moon, right. is expert at um, at mushrooms. I believe it. he's expert at a lot of things. He's <laughs> yeah. like he's kind of yeah. And Ben Walnut claimed that he showed that photo you can see the two-tone if you're watching here yep. there's that that different colored um clay in the middle yeah that's can all just, clay we brought up in there it. yep uh, but uh chris said oh yeah that's immature hand of the woods it, right go to town on that so yep. i was all stoked but then it, not when there it was fuzzy i skipped it so 
Um, so you brought up, you brought up spirit. Um, we're just mm-hmm. about done with this, with this downhill here. You, you brought up spirit and, um, that sort of gets me back to your, uh, that other idea that you were, um, that you were talking to me about, about right. riding all the, um, all the downhill stuff along right. the, the South shore. I, I guess it's all called South shore. South shore is, once you get up to, so is that what because so, it's not really North Shore. It's north, north for Minnesota, so like but, Tofty and Lutzen and Grand Marais right. and Two Harbors. Is that West Is that the West, west Shore? <laughs> or is it all still South Shore, do you think? So the, that's a good question. Uh, there's this idea, and I'm, I'm going on my – this is a tangent, but that's fine. That's what we're doing here, yeah. right? Um, there's this idea that the northern part of Minnesota, Wisconsin, and the UP – um, Thomas Jefferson had this idea. I think I've told you about this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it out. Um, that this area would be called. He drew a map of the United States and he thought about it. And this northern part, which would be, you know, we talk about north of eight. We talk mm-hmm. about all this. Would be called, Sylvania, which means the land of trees. Yeah. And this whole northern part would be called Sylvania, and the. Capital might be Marquette or Duluth, and it would go as far south as Wausau. Huh. Is that where the Sylvania Wilderness Area get gets its name from, I, it do you think? It might be. It might huh. be. So, That's like a mini Boundary Waters kind of over by uh, Bessemer uh, Iron Mountain area, kind of? That makes, yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. So this idea is stuck with me, and then, like, and then with the Lake Superior Gravity Series, and all these amazing trails going on right on Lake Superior. I was like, let's do a and so there's all these races, right? There's the Trans Provence. All right. all right. We're done with our we're done. With, I'm gonna switch back to the um uh to uh, a different we're gonna keep us in that corner, but I'm gonna switch <laughs> to a ride with GPS map of uh of the uh all these trails that we're kind of talking about here. And I'll go full screen on that. All right. Cool. So, yeah, there's this idea. So there's Trans-Provence, which is a big race or was a big race in uh, Europe. And there's Trans-Cascadia, which happens in the Northwest. Uh-huh. And there's all these trans races that are happening. So I was this idea of Transylvania ah. and picking out the best enduro lines around Lake Superior. Okay. And what those would be, I have an idea, but not 100%. Because you've ridden a number of these places already. Yeah, I've probably, yeah, all these places that are marked, I've ridden all of these places. But, and there's so much good riding up here going on. But the idea was for this first one to limit it to, I can see Lake Superior when I'm riding this. Oh, or I'm right yeah, on right. Lake Superior. Something like that, know, yeah. And kind of put together, even if it's just like... Uh, one or two tracks in each place, get those tracks listed and then do something like. You could do a segmented Strava thing, right? Yeah. And then like put that out there and then see who wants to do it. Right. And then possibly at some point later, if we can all get together and figure this out, like actually do it. Go do it. Even yeah. with just a handful of people. Just a handful of people and a couple vans and just knock it out. So be- let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 
nine trailheads right. on this. So on on if if viewers or listeners want to see this, this maybe I should I'll change it the name of it to um Transylvania. <laughs> right. And we all have to wear fake fangs while Something. we do this, right? Right now it's called uh it's called the uh Superior Shore. What did I call it? Let's see, I gotta exit full screen to see Superior Shore MTB tour. So I I was just making up. No, 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 perfect. Um, why don't we leave? We'll leave it at that. We'll change perfect. the Transylvania, whatever it is later. When it gets but real any, serious. But any listeners that, so what, what, what you were saying to me earlier is that you're kind of looking for feedback from other riders of like what lines should be included in this, right. which ones, if we're going to pick one or two from each spot, which ones should they be? Right. So you want some feedback from our viewers right. or listeners and then also it opens up a discussion about what makes a good line, what makes a good enduro line. Uh, you know, like there's plenty of wonderful flow trail that might not be the best to race. Right. Or is it more maybe about... Maybe it is that old rocky... Right. Maybe there's break a... Break and ride route. Maybe there... I'm, I know The Mount Bohemia version of, of trails. Right. Right. Well, I know there's tons of trails and lines all around Lake Superior that are not... Oh yeah, now. and maybe and we're, I mean, missing, oh, we're missing. Oh, we're missing yeah. some great stuff that local builders have yep. that just doesn't get yep. attention. Right. So I guess for what we should say is that any viewers up in the Northwoods here uh, along the South Shore and Lake Superior that have ridden all this stuff that want to put input into this possible future Transylvania right. um, Enduro series should give us some feedback on that. Um, if you know another trail that, uh, even if you've got an awesome rake and ride trail that you have in your backyard somewhere that you, you want us to know please, about, <laughs> please, <laughs> right? like Scott King, like right, Scott King's right. park. Right. Um, and, or if you, uh, if you've ridden a lot of these places and you're like, Oh, you got to include, you know, this run, um, from, yes. you know, from, uh, you know, whatever pincushion or something like right. that. Dude. So, Viewers or listeners can leave comments on the YouTube, um, comments on any of the um, any of the podcasts that um, formats that you may listen, or you can email um, and you can email me at um, up north for good. That's um, up U P N O T R T H F O R, not the number four good. Up north for good at uh, gmail.com. and you can email us your comments. You can email a, 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 you can do a selfie video of your explaining, or you can do a chesty ride down your for sure down your trail, and uh, we can um, edit that into a future podcast That'd with your awesome. with your suggestions. Because it seems like we're all getting connected, but we're also kind of disconnected. And the Lake Superior Gravity Series kind of oh, they started do. that yep. right. Yep. So, but there's still a lot. Right, and, and if you live in Canada. <laughs> Let us know. Right. <laughs> We're not, a, not opposed to crossing the border, no. right? And then you know, there's like, hey, we we may be moving there in the next few years. We'll see what we'll happens see what after happens, the next right, election. Right, right. <laughs> and I know there's like, I mean, Max Farrick had a, you know, he's a place up along the lake that he used to run a race at. Uh, there's all, I mean, there's just. Well, you didn't get a ch supposedly Casey Kruger from um, Copper Harbor, Tim Kruger's brother was in town you didn't get a chance to talk to him but i know i've seen like um hansi photos of like 
him writing all oh, kinds of places dude. too. Yeah, he's a beautiful writer, and like, yeah, he those guys have all kinds of things going on right. down there. So, so anyway, if you're out there and you're listening or watching, and you want to give us a little uh, uh, your your opinion on on this Sylvania um, Transylvania series enduro series. Uh, Send us an email, leave a comment, however yeah, you want to do it. Please do. Yeah. Or find us and buy us a beer. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you're living in the neighborhood, yeah. find us and buy us a beer. But yeah, I'm sorry. There's one more. There's uh, the place at Copper Peak, and that's a place that like I didn't really know about. Until I have could... Copper Peak on here. Yeah, which is perfect because there's only like a couple trails there, but man, they're... That's Copper Peak, right? Yeah, they're yeah, that's really good. So that's like, where, And that's where they're people. building that crazy-ass... They're restoring that ski jump. Oh, that ski jump, yeah. yeah. Which is worth checking out on this. So it's like I've well, read a bunch of stories from like old Finnish people that you know live in that area about that. Yeah, you know, when when we were kids, that's what we did. You know, we just went. Our parents said, "Don't come home," and we strapped on our skis and we went out and found <sighs> the tallest hills to jump. And then we, when we built a ski jump, then we started doing that. It's like oh my, and that thing is. It's frightening it's from the ground. Right, from the right. ground. I got but a usually, little bit of height thing, yeah, not a yeah, lot, but yeah. a little bit. Um, and I get scared just looking at it from no, the ground. No, and like usually I'm like, I'll give that a go. But I got on that thing and I was like, <laughs> no way is this humanly possible. Like it's right. so yeah, and then a uh, little shout out to Trail Cat, Brett Deutscher, for building part of those trails. Uh, cool. they're doing some cool stuff up there. So yeah, and there's some uh, updates going on in Astro Bay as well, right? So, yeah, and there, I think every, yeah, yeah. trail building's happening right now. Yeah, it really is. There's an Enduro and Lacrosse now. Yeah, um, which looks so cool. I was yeah. so, like, yeah, so, would have loved to have checked that out. Yeah, um, they're not on the water, though. Well, they're on, like, like I know. on, and on like, the Mississippi. And, River, like, Miner's but... Revenge, I think that's this coming weekend oh, that's happening, right. and it's not quite, I'm, well, uh, all right. You can, well, if, if viewers really have an opinion about that, they can they can please, tell us please, what, they, please. what they're thinking. So, um, so yeah. So with Ben, we're going to jump to my future plans, which I I don't know why I can't get this done. I've been I don't know how I ended up having so many commitments that I can't take five days away and go bikepacking. But well, you also have like inches of water in your <laughs> yeah that hasn't helped and no that hasn't helped but i yeah i'm trying next summer I, i'm gonna get for next year um i'm gonna get one of those big wall calendars even though i'm i am pretty digital with calendars that's all i use is google yeah. calendar but i think it's gonna help me to visualize my year more and i'm gonna put actual commitments on there that i know like schwamming and mountain bike festival whatever all those all those events um and I'm going to plot out early trips because it seems like if I don't do that, oh, yeah. we just keep, there's so many things going on up here. And, and summer's fleeting. Yeah, summer's short. <laughs> so, well, and the fall is really great, but that doesn't last very long No, it lasts either. a week, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So I've, you know, I created that, um, that waterfall route that was published on bikepacking.com. And, and it seems like it's fairly popular, but it's almost 400 miles. So it's a pretty big endeavor. Even Neil Belchenko, you know, guy who I think might still hold the record for the Colorado trail race. So he's not, yeah, he knows he, what he's up to. He knows what he's doing. He can ride pretty far in a day when he wants to. 
he they tried to ride it in a week and and had to cut it short because it wasn't enough time. And what it is is it isn't that it's that hard. It's just that finding the water, hiking into the waterfalls, or it, it's a little. It just takes time to do all that stuff. So yep. so um, when I originally started doing this, I wanted to create this route and I wanted to start down in Amberg by Dave's Falls because it's like, well, it's my waterfall route. Right. So I'm going to start this route at Dave's Falls and it was going to be a one way up to like Duluth and hit mm-hmm. all the waterfalls all the way over, over that way. And what I ended up deciding after doing a number of that for a couple of reasons, um, one, there are some connections north of Iron Mountain in Florence County that I didn't really like that there weren't good gravel routes and you're on narrow twisty paved roads with 55 mile an hour speed limits i couldn't figure out a couple of connections and i did in the end i decided a point to point route was is less user friendly so even though it would have had more waterfalls and stuff like that i did i changed it to a loop um and hence sort of like the western part of that waterfall loop that starts in cable doesn't really have oops doesn't really have waterfalls on it you know yeah. um because i had to just close the loop but so this loop uses a bunch of stuff that i've ridden before up to iron mountain and then uh, a buddy of mine in wausau who's a really avid bike packer shane hits i've mentioned him on the show before he closed the loop um and created a, a nice um loop so this loop it says that's how many the 608 here we are um, this is my version. I've got Shane. If you're looking for this on Ride with GPS, it's called the Marinette Waterfall Loop. You should be able to find this collection. So I've got my my version. There's Shane's version. I tweaked Shane's version based on my riding experience. And I've got my version here. And it... So it, it includes... Um, Dave's Falls down in Hamburg and stuff like that. So this is like 220 miles. Um, and it includes a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Um, I photographed a number of these things before. I didn't really have time to put the photos into a, a slideshow for the show today. But um, hmm. so I don't know if you've been to Iron Mountain before. Have you been up there? I have. So there's this like cool glider museum there's this Cornish pumping museum that Chapin Mine had the world's largest pump to pump the water out of the mine. I think Alice Chalmers built it down in Milwaukee. And, cool. and it's it's like 70 foot tall, you know, water pump thing. It's really cool. And they've got all this other ancient mining stuff. There's like a really big bat cave that is up there not from batman <laughs> but, but Mil- maybe millie's, yeah, <laughs> millie's bat cave so there, and then i didn't even know this until i rode through there but kingsford um which doesn't seem to have any any i couldn't find anything viewers if you know about this and let me know is where charcoal was invented oh the kings for charcoal right by henry ford who had all this leftover sawdust from building model t's up there up in up by Iron Mountain in Kingsford, there was a Ford plant up there. And he was like, what can we do with all this old sawdust? So they invented charcoal briquettes. Super cool. Yeah, um, in Kingsford. 
right. Michigan. But um, but I couldn't find any like plaque or anything. Maybe there is one. I didn't find one. So if anybody knows one, let me know again. Um, that could be your new thing. Up you could north be for the good. guy who takes donations to make the Kings free plaque. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that'd be a that's not. Someone from Michigan no. should do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, so this goes through a whole bunch, and then it also um, down um, in. Most of it's in Marinette County. It does dip into the UP, but most of it's in Marinette, a little bit in Florence County, but the vast majority is in Marinette. And then um, the new Strong Falls trails are down there, which I was saying again, like you and I should go down there and you should see those trails because it's so many erratics. They have so many erratics there that they've really utilized them in some kind of cool ways. I think you'd, it's not gravity, you know, um, and they're only at phase one, but it's, it's, they did a really nice job. Um, and then, um, there is actually a section, there's two, I don't know why ride with GPS doesn't have like a boat landing POI symbol, but if you look, (laughs) there's, there's like ferry boat, um, POIs down there by um, in the southern part, yep. and those are sections of the river that I'd like to try to um, they're like class two rapid oh, rivers cool. that I'd like to try to pack raft, pack bike raft. bike raft, yeah. Yep. So um, the Peshigo, there's most of the Peshigo is beyond my ability to to pack raft, but um, specific really with a, a bike on top too, right, right, on right. the top of my raft. But, um, but these sections are like just class two rapids and stuff. So, um, so I'd like to try a couple of sections of those. And so, I don't know, maybe you and I could pop down there even during work days. Cause you could go over to strong falls and review what they did for research purposes for trail building. Oh, I like that. And then uh, like that. we bring up, our pack rafts along and um mm-hmm. and try the mm-hmm. uh, try let's such try not to drown try, yeah try not to drown <laughs> i'd like to do it with somebody else before before i'm uh i'm doing it by myself but yeah so this section right down where's my little cursor there's my cursor i'm i'm for viewer listeners that are not viewing um and you can actually view this on um spotify as well on your phone but uh, so this section here of the here's Strong Falls. Here's the trailhead for the Strong Falls trails, and then here's Strong Falls, which are a cool waterfall. And if you put in right after Strong Falls, right. this section right here is about six or seven miles. Oh, indeed. and it's got some class two rapids and some cool stuff. But um, and nothing. then you get right back out, and, you and then you get back. right back out. Yeah, and Perfect. then we could ride right back down. See that lower? It's not on the loop. Oh, but you yeah, can see, yeah. We could ride, ride right that. back to the trailhead too. So um, that'd be pretty fun. Or, do a loop, or loop it right back up on that road mm-hmm. that parallels the river, which is a nice gravel road. I've been on that. So, um, so anyway, that's another that's another um, plan that that I've. Uh, I've been scheming, so scheming I don't know. Scheming good, yeah. man. No, it's like, yeah. So, well, I guess that's most of our scheming and updates. So I, oh, I, here we I go. think we're at the top of the hill. So let's unclothe our our beers. And I gave us the easier to remove koozies oh, nice. this show. Um, we need to let this go around. Both Surly's. I picked up a 12-er of Surly Rando um, IPAs, and I've got the Controlled Chaos IPA. And it says it is a West Coast style IPA, 7.2%. And it's chaotic, crispy, and golden. And I would agree with that. It is all of those things. It's quite tasty. It it isn't um 
it's 7.2 yeah but it doesn't drink that Mm -hmm. strong and it isn't gut punching you know ipa like a dogfish head 90 minute or 120 minute or something Mm -hmm. you know like you're like ooh. Mm -hmm. um so and you've got i've got the logic bomb also by surly and we're looking at it's a juicy hop burst i like the burst it seems apropos uh juicy pale ale 5.5 it's good beer nice Good beer. Thank you. All right. So last thing I think before we go, I thought we could touch on a little bit is electric full suspension mountain bikes. Oh yeah. Because I know somebody that, that yeah, I'm on, that's been well, riding that on that video. Yeah, I'm uh <laughs> I've gone to the dark side. Yeah, reader viewers may notice TJ had a an e-bike going to tell yeah, it's people what, what you got. It's a transition relay um that I've just been riding for guess three days uh i didn't take it to spirit i rode my real bike at spirit um but you got a new transition you got two the yeah the, the patrol yeah and then the the relay the relay yeah, which is relay. kind of Beth's bike really yeah, right really, yeah yeah marry um, somebody their same height that's what i have <laughs> right to say liz about and that. i ride yeah liz isn't night. exactly the same height but her legs yeah are i mean the same length as right. mine so she basically can ride the same oh it's bike the greatest that I thing can. ever yeah right. it really yeah. is when you're buying expensive bikes yeah and then this was like best idea so it's like even better like and so is... from what you told me initially before you got it beth's idea is like um tj's wife's got a got a, a real ass job and yeah. works really hard <laughs> And and but she still likes to ride, and right. so we live in Sealy, and we're spoiled. At we live in Sealy, which is a river valley. Yep. So anywhere she wants to ride, any trail she wants to ride, she has to ride right. uphill, up yep. four hundred feet or something like that before yep. she can do. So to get home from work after a long day, and we've still got sun in the summer, and you yep. want to go for a ride, but you're kind of tired because you've been working ten hours or something like that, yep. and to have to start with a a pretty crushing uphill and you don't have a lot of time because you want to see your husband and daughter as well so you want to fit all that in the e-bike just sort of like hey i can it's easy for me to zip up the hill and i can bomb down sealy pass and And i can be home and get a nice ride in no that's exactly so that was a concept yeah and then it's like well if i'm getting home and i drove i don't want to drive again Right, you know, like there's just like right. Putting for the car, some reason, right. for all of us, That's it's like driving too. seems like we're cheating right. when we live so close to the right. trails. But yeah, and, and then you guys are like five miles from the trailhead. We're like three miles from right. the trailhead, but right. it is it's straight, all like yeah. that and it's not a very fun ride there's no the road isn't fun and if you're gonna ride up the trail then that's even slower and um, it used to be where in the beginning of summer like it'd be like a struggle and then by the end of the summer you'd be like racing up it. But we're over that. Right. And honestly, <laughs> um, you know, I I rode most of my life in Milwaukee, urban areas. I've ridden in all the major cities, New York, Chicago, you know, right. whatever. Um, I am unafraid of traffic. I've got I've developed very good, you know, traffic proprioceptors. Yep. I'm yep. I'm good at reading traffic and I, I feel really safe in those urban environments bike lanes or not i feel good about it um the one place i don't ever feel safe is narrow two lanes with high speeds and bad sight lines right which is double o right 
It's absolutely people are driving 60 plus miles an hour. It's hilly and curvy. You can't see 200 feet in front of you. Yeah. And it's just that time of day where people are coming home from work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beth's the same. She commuted for years and years and years, like eight miles one way. Yeah. But yeah, she's just like, well, I'm going to get on Bodecker, ride up, see what happens. That's the good. That's the nice thing about the e-bike too. Is like there's you know there's days where you come home and you're like I'm done. Yeah. But then if you get on a bike, then you're fine. You right. get on the e-bike and you're like, well, I'm just gonna ride her because it's still a bit of a novelty, you know. It's sure. Like the fat bike. Sorry, yeah. Fat bikers. Right. Uh, you know, and like oh, then you get out. You know, anybody gets out 15 minutes, and you're like, oh wait, this is where I live. So why don't you? So you've ridden it now for. A- a few days. Um, yeah. Just, well, and today, why don't you tell today exactly? So today, today I got up. I rode Spirit all day yesterday, so I was right. you know tired. Did six hours at Spirit, but on your regular bike. On my regular not, bike. Not so I'm bike. like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna you know, I'm just gonna hang out the house. I'm gonna take this thing for a little ride. And five and a half hours later, <laughs> I still have a battery, and I've ridden everything. You know, I rode from my house up Bodecker, uh, rode the Sealy Jump Line. Got back on Janet Road, got back onto the single track and rode all the way up to Telemark, rode some bandit trails at Telemark, rode Evenflow, and then uh, rode home. And then rode home. And I still got some battery. And, and I got enough got- battery to ride over here and right. have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So yep. I've been thinking that um, about, like, trading our fuel. Liz has got a fuel 9.8. And, um, and then she's also got, uh, uh, salsa muckluck carbon, mm-hmm. um, not top of the line, but a, a, it's still a carbon muckluck and it's in good shape and it's got Dillinger's on it. I was like, I could trade both of those bikes in and probably get Liz an entry level, you know, e-bike, um, $3,500, $4,200, something like yep. that. Um, and we wouldn't cost us much after I got rid of those two bikes and that would be kind of like a leveler for us because um she's not as fit as i am and on the bike um she's more of an equest she rode yeah every day to work all year round when all when we lived in milwaukee you know um but that's like you know she didn't call herself a cyclist it was just a logical way to get back and forth to work it was a five mile commute and it was easy and environmentally friendly and healthy and all that. And she had a friend that she could ride with, but that's like, I brush my teeth every day, but I don't read dental magazines. Right, you know, exactly, I, exactly, I, I ride exactly. bikes and I read bike magazines. Yeah. She doesn't read bike magazines. Right, she, right. she doesn't consider herself a cyclist, but she does enjoy doing it, particularly the new green trails and stuff like that up at Telemark. She really likes that. So I thought it'd be kind of like a leveler for us to, um, she's always worried. It isn't, I don't mind riding a little bit slower or riding a little bit shorter, but she like has yeah, this yeah, like, ah, yep, I'm, yep, you yep. know, I'm, you're not enjoying this. You're not, you know, I'm making you ride too slow. So I think that would sort of like level us mm-hmm. out, you know, on, on it. So I've been thinking about doing that for her. Yeah. And really that whole, the whole Telemark project it's going to be set up for e-bikes. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be a lift. Right. You know, and it's like. I mean, that's kind of, Enduro kind of 
is an ideal e-bike sport, right? It absolutely is, especially because like I was, I was. I mean, I don't want to take the earn your turns out of of every out of every ride, but but there's also the constraints of time, right? Family, and this is what I was thinking about today. I had the luxury of riding for five and a half hours, which is amazing. But I was like, you know, if I was really gonna race enduro again, you know, because on Saturdays or Fridays, whatever the day before the enduro is, you like to do all the tracks. Yeah. This is the perfect bike sure. to like get to. And use this this transition relay that you have. You can take the battery and the motor out too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I almost did that There's yesterday. A couple to ride of those track. There's a couple of those that truck makes that you can do that yeah, too. A number like of them are doing that. that. So that takes four or five kilograms off your yep. bike right away. Yeah. And um, so the, that was the that was the fun thing about the bike is I was really concerned about the downhill stuff, right? I was like, oh, is this thing going to be able to jump? I'm going to mm. just fine the thing that the only issue i have with the bike is i don't know how to ride it like and i'm not sure i get that because i guess my only e-bike experience is with my like long tail cargo bike which is just a utility thing and, right where you're and the e- i like i crank the sucker up if i don't have to go if i'm not going super far i, I want to go 25 miles an hour the whole way i i'm i'm running errands i'm doing stuff you know i want i'm hauling heavy things I use it for that. I don't care that it doesn't feel like a real bike. I have to pedal it right. to make it go, but but it, it doesn't feel like a real bike. Yeah, for me, it wasn't even necessarily the feel of a real bike. So it's um, like pedal, because I don't care how I pedal up the hill. I like, guess, I just we, get to I the guess top. it is a real bike. It is a real bike. It, well, it's, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, like all these inputs that we've learned about from, oh. you know, pedal bikes, or yeah. acoustic, but whatever you want to call them. You know, that like little push you do and then push your hips up when you see a rock yeah don't do that on an e-bike you right. just like do the same cadence right and it goes right up everything right and that's but that they can you know that i think that sort of pedal feel is going to evolve even further with e-bikes they're they're they already adjust e-bike controllers so that depending on how much pressure you're putting on it's in different Yep. controllers and different brands have different yep. levels of rider input and yep. how that feels. So I think, you know, and all of that stuff is also, um, it's going to, I bet it's going to come down to something like, um, like, uh, tuning shocks. You're going to be able to tune all that on your, on I've your, got an app. Yeah. You're going to an app for tune, my, yeah. So it already has a lot of that. Yeah. So you can, so you'll be able to tune some of that to get it to feel a little bit more. Cause you're right. And depends on the bike, but like if I I got to be careful on my my cargo bike. Like if as soon as I just put a f- pedal forward, if I don't have hands on the brake, which t- turn off the motor, it, it starts goes. going You're right. Right. So like if I'm set on higher power and I just push a little bit, all of a sudden I'm zoom. I'm, yep. I'm zooming forward, you know. So which isn't the way it is with you know you got to stand and oomph a little bit. Right. Sometimes there's a little steep here. I got to oomph here, but you yeah, because I almost looped out on a couple of tight turns because okay. like you know my instinct was to push a little bit further right. and it like it wanted <laughs> to go. So right. yeah, and then the I th- the thing that I've, I'm you know we're we've been talking about and thinking about and the e bike is definitely. Uh, influencing me or educating me about well what is an uphill what's like a double black uphill oh. e-bike trail look like well okay so i was in uh i was in durango 
once with some friends um, and we were riding with Travis Brown. We we're mm -hmm. just doing town trails. So these weren't super extreme trails. Uh, they weren't at mass. I mean, you're already starting at whatever 6,000 feet Durango's at, but, but it was town trails. So, um, so we're riding with Travis um, and, um, and we get to this overlook and we stop and like, Oh, this is really pretty. We're overlooking town and stuff. I don't remember the name of the trail. And then, but me and my buddies are like, Right, we we're looking around. We're like, we must be going down from here because there's no more trails going up. Right. And then Travis like, all right, you guys ready? And I'm like, sure, let's go. And then all of a sudden, and he's on a a prototype Trek fat bike. All he works still works for Trek and does all kinds of R and D engineering stuff. And um, and so he's all his bikes are white with no names on them <laughs> and stuff. But um, but he was on. I think it was a full suspension, um, fat bike that Trek um hadn't labeled at the time and um and there was this like 30 degree scree pile right. that he just rode straight up and right. we're all just like what? <laughs> right know? so i mean maybe that's what yeah maybe, I, it, maybe it's like trials or yeah, something well, like, maybe that's the, the skills i'll be that you honest there was like sections of the camba trail that i ride i've ridden a million times i'm like hey getting to where i want to go and i'm getting to like my favorite section here and then like today i was like oh well what riding uphill berms that's new <laughs> like that's fun like but uh yeah yeah interesting yeah well that's cool um yeah but i, I know they're all naysayers out there that's still the the luddites who don't like e-bikes but they're oh, i'm even one of them and i've got one now yeah they're the way of yeah. the future i if for commuting, they make absolutely oh, the yeah, most sense. For sure. For commuting, they because you get to work, you're not all sweaty. You you know, it's easy, um, it's faster, and commuting's about commuting. So, like, yep. I believe in Europe now. I think e-bikes are the majority bikes sold in Europe yep. because well, most bikes in Europe are sold for transportation, utilitarian purposes. I believe. So. And I've already been using my like, so I've had it for a week or not even a week, and. I've already used it for, well, like when I mow for the Berkey, yeah, I mow for the Berkey and I get like to one side of the trail and I've got to call a ride. Well, oh, I drop my bike off now okay, and right. I go then back and ride I back. just ride yeah, back. Nice. Yeah. And, and you're just sitting out in an 80 degree day mowing. You might not have felt like doing that with just your regular bike. No, I would have been like, <laughs> I need to get home, <laughs> yeah. but now I got the wind in my hair. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's like, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that's that with the e-bikes. And then I got one little quick update for uh, listeners and viewers. Um, so the July issue of Silent Sports Magazine um, has got an article in it about Phil Van Valkenburg. Thank you, Phil VV. Um, and uh, it's uh, a letter to Phil Van Valkenburg. It's the cover story. It's on page 22 of the issue. I helped coordinate this. I know Phil pretty well, and I know a bunch of other people that know Phil pretty well. So um, there's a picture I took of Phil at the, he usually comes up for the cable nice. um, for the July with, and rides his, um, but so that, that if you, if you haven't checked out the new silent sports, um, it, the July issue, I'd grab one of those. It's kind of going to be a, a collector edition, I think, with that. I um, mean, the cover photo is is Phil. Um, he, if he, for those who don't know, he started was one of the partners that started the um, Schwamigan Mountain Bike Festival. Um, I, what else? There, there's another race. Oh, that did he help start that um, that other 
mountain bike ride, that one that used to start at Lakewoods. Um, what was that called? Um, um, he might have started that too. In Milwaukee, he's got a number of rides that he that he's done. Um, one is the uh, one is the Steel is Real ride, which is a, a summer ride, and the other one is the um, or maybe that's a fall ride. The other the other one though is uh, the and it that the Steel is Real ride still happens every once in a while, not like when Phil was running it. And um, the other one, though, is the uh, Fat Tire Tour Milwaukee, which I think it's the 39th year for the Fat Tire Tour Milwaukee this year. Um, And Jason Manders from Trail Genius took that over. So he runs that. And there's another one in Green Bay because he's from that area. So um, he's also got a condo at um, Valhalla, too. I don't know if you know that. But um, but so Jason runs... Is he? No, I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> Million dollar properties all of a sudden. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so Jason, Jason runs the the Fat Tire Tour of Milwaukee, and um, I was just down and, and rode that and got to see Phil at, cool. at that um, over Father's Day weekend. Um, and uh, but so yeah, check out Silent Sports. Check out the story about Phil. And I guess um, let's see. I don't know if there's going to be anything else in the podcast after this. It'll be in my intro if there is, but, um, thanks for joining us as we rambled along on our, another we rambled. We did we ramble. Rambled. So did ben, ben and I said, Ben's like, is that okay that we're talking about this? I'm like, yeah, we're, that's why we call it the ramble. That's why it's the ramble. <laughs> so thanks for coming along on another Northwoods ramble. Seely Dave and TJ signing out. God, I miss the North Country, no power lines, no dead end streets. Well,